podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. And this week's episode is sponsored by footballprizes.co.uk, where you can win some fantastic pieces of signed football memorabilia each and every week. And to kick off the season, there is a bumper draw for you West Ham fans, for all of us West Ham fans. In fact, for just £3.95 per ticket, you are in with the chance of winning a signed and framed Declan Rice West Ham shirt, a signed and framed Mark Noble Mr West Ham montage and a winner's choice between either the home or away kit, the brand new Umbro ones for this season. As I said, tickets for that are just £3.95 each. The draw closes at 7.30pm on Thursday night with the winner being drawn an hour later live on Football Prizes Facebook page. There's been some fantastic signed pieces from Tony Cotty, Saeed Benrahma, Jared Bowen, Vladimir Sufo, and in fact most of the current West Ham squad up for grabs since their launch. So head on over to footballprizes.co.uk to check them out. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Well, 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 new season, same old West Ham United. West Ham United nil, Manchester City 2 to kick off the Premier League campaign at the London Stadium on Sunday James Jones joins me, Will Pugh, to talk all things Hammers for the first, what I'm going to call proper formatted We Are West Ham podcast of the season. Football prizes are back. We've got a game to look back on and a game to look forward to. It's all very exciting, or is it? 37 games left, Jonesy. As my dad put it to me when I spoke to him after that City game yesterday, well, at least that's out of the way. How are you? You didn't make the game because you were doing something, quite frankly, which sounds way more enjoyable uh, than the day most of us spent sitting there, 62,500 of us at the London Stadium, the 3,000 Man City fans in the corner looked like they were having a perfectly lovely time after Erling Haaland's brace, saw them kick off their title defence in perfect fashion, particularly with Liverpool only managing a draw at Fulham as well. Looks like it's City, Sabina. How are you? What you've been doing? What are your thoughts? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, I did miss. I miss. I couldn't go to the game. Uh, I was driving back from Wales. I was at a wedding at the weekend, so missed that. Couldn't get back in time for it, but managed to get in to watch probably best part of seventy minutes of it. So, right. um, feels like you could have made it to Stratford. No, I couldn't. No, I, def- I, I definitely mean- couldn't. Yeah, I was geographically, stuck, I, that's actually impossible. Yeah, you would have yeah, got there for like the hour mark, couldn't you? Stuck on the M4 uh, as the game was kicking off. No, so, no. Um, absolutely, absolutely no chance. But, yeah, um, yeah other than that, it's uh, it was a good weekend. Obviously, I had my tattoos last week, which was of fun. you did, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that's all done and dusted. Yeah, I see, the, uh, I see the pictures go up online. Very yeah. nice indeed. Yeah, Told you my good. favourite already was the You Are My Sunshine one, which you said. And I think that's what most of the listeners are waiting to hear on, actually, um, was how much they hurt. And therefore, uh, do you think that you've, do you consider yourself to have actually been properly tattooed? Because if they don't hurt, they don't count, right? Um, exactly right. And I can say that the You Are My Sun, uh, the um, My Only Sunshine one, 
this one mm. here if, you, if yeah. you're looking at watching Excellent. YouTube. get on youtube that's proper youtube that, content, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that one hurt the most well. that one hurt the most right um that was my last one and the, the, the guy doing it sam he was like yeah it's because your body's going into shock you've been tattooed for the last two hours so that's why that one's hurting a lot but um, no, right. um yeah that was particularly- you were like finally mate Finally, as it got to sort of the end of sunshine, the H mm. in particular, that was when I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is quite quite annoying now." <laughs> um, but yeah, the others, the West Ham one on my leg for my dad, um, that was just more uncomfortable. It was almost mm. like it was almost like it was an inconvenience. If you know what I mean, it was like okay, well, that's just a really inconvenient annoyance mm. feeling. So, yeah. yeah, it's just like it's like I'd, of, I'd rather not have this actually. Yeah, it's like, like if someone got like a sewing needle, yeah, and just sort of lightly was scratching your skin. Hmm. Stop, start, stop, start for about hmm. that one was about an hour. You'd be like, uh, Why are you doing that to me? Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Can you stop that now, please? Stop. It's quite yeah. annoying. Uh, and the other one on my other arm for Harrison's, um, again, if you're looking at YouTube, yeah, you can see that one there. His initials and his birthday that was. A bit more painful than the leg, but um, not so bad. So, uh, it, I I do feel like I've had a tattoo. So, in your opinion, because uh, I quote you, I think it. Well, it's all part of the process, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's when I laughed and that kicked off the conversation in the first place. Do you feel suitably like you've you've got the full tattooing experience? Yes. Uh, nothing, nothing left out there. Nothing left behind on the. No, page. it was a it was a full on two hours tattooing experience. I certainly felt it, and the aftercare is. Um, Still ongoing, particularly on my yeah. leg, a lot of scabbing yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, big shout out to the tattoo nest in Collier Row, um, sort of just over the road from Romford. So, a bit of a West Ham area as well. So, anyone listening in that area looking to get a tattoo, then head over to the tattoo nest. Um, well yeah, worth okay. it. Big, uh, big clang, big name drop there. Does that, I feel like, does I feel the listeners are going to want to know, does that uh, mention there mean you're getting one, two, or three of them for free? Uh, none. <laughs> none. I just said, I said, oh yeah, I, I run a West Ham podcast, yeah. and I give you guys a shout out because all the listeners know that I'm coming today. So um, he was like, yeah. oh, "That'd be very kind of you." Um, the, the guy, so the, it wasn't the just a, it wasn't just a shameless uh, ploy no. to use this platform with which we've worked. Out I wouldn't. I would never to do build that. up. To I would never do time. that. But the Sam, oh, that's the, the thing because I would in a shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; it did cross my mind. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he didn't even like football. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not really into football, but yeah, yeah, great. Thanks yeah, very yeah. much. That's really kind of you." Yeah. So, um, literally had no idea what I was talking about, but yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play. Um, and your wedding was at Celtic Manor. I saw you can. You might be able to see Josie. I'm just desperate to talk about anything else at the moment, other than yeah. uh, the football match that went down at the weekend. Unfortunately, we are going to have to get onto that uh, probably in section one. But yeah, the wedding was at Celtic Manor. You and Lucy looked very nice indeed. Very much, yeah. It was at Celtic Manor, very, very impressive place. Uh, yep. I was in Cardiff the night before uh, for a night out there, and then drove over to Newport, Celtic Manor, and had the wedding there and stayed there the night. Right. Um, very impressive venue, stroke golf course. Mm. Um, I would certainly recommend if you're in that area and need a place to stay. I know, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like desperate, frantically looking around for. Oh, I know. Jonesy said, go to Kellogg Manor. I'm sure they'll have a room or two left for 400 quid a night or whatever. It wasn't that expensive. It wasn't that expensive. Yeah. Did, you stay at, did you stay at the manor? Yeah. 
Oh, right. Oh, nice. You you're not a golfer, are you? Don't no, no. A lot of, a lot of my colleagues did because it was my boss's wedding. Um, mm. so, and they, they were big golfers. So they all, they all played golf yesterday morning, Sunday morning. And uh, so you've got a bit about them, mate. That's it. And Lucy and I just sat at the bar. Happy naturally. Days. And did yeah. you get roped into going to the spa uh, Sunday morning then, which is why you missed the game? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I couldn't. I wasn't allowed because of my tattoos. I couldn't. I can't swim or anything oh, for at least sorry. two weeks. So no. I said, "Sorry, Lucy, can't do it." So she was Can like, I... "Okay, I'll go instead." And then she did. She decided she didn't go anyway. So yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, can that. I ask you a question that you may find offensive? Um, <laughs> when you said you can't swim or anything like that, Look, oh, I can actually swim. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You actually do strike. I could genuinely see, like, you strike me as a man who may not be able to swim, age like thirty-four or. Oh I no, don't I can't. Really know why? I can swim. I'm. I, I class myself as a as a strong swimmer. Strong. Um, no, yeah, I used to swim for my school. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Won a few take, races. Oh, I take it all back, mate. I take it all back. Yeah, I could just don't know why. I immediately pictured like. You've been pushed in at the deep end by someone thinking they're having a laugh and then you're genuinely panicking. <laughs> no, no <that's> <laughs> just flailing around. Oh, fair enough. Um, right, I think uh, well, give me a give me a brief uh, feeling because it sounds like you've had quite a nice time since we last spoke. Um, give me a brief sort of overview of your thoughts on the game before we go into it in uh, in a bit more detail in the next section. Uh, to keep it brief, um, expected, uh, frustrating in parts. Um, and why on earth can't we just keep centre backs fit? <laughs> yeah, that's a good summary. Or mate. happy in the case of this deal, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, we'll uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's quite a good summary, actually. Maybe we don't need to do the in depth section one after all, but we will anyway. Uh, before we do that, though, just a bit of housekeeping follow us on Twitter at we are west, we are sorry, follow us on Twitter at we are underscore West Ham. Uh, Jonesy and I, our personal accounts at by James Jones and mine's at William Pugh underscore. If you fancy hitting us up over there on Instagram, where we are West Ham pod, Facebook and YouTube, just search. We are West Ham podcast. Um, Jonesy, you post in all of the uh, YouTube clips up and stuff. You may even get a glimpse of his tats this week. Um, as he just ran through with you in the intro, that's we are West Ham podcast on Facebook and YouTube. And you can email us at we are West Ham pod at gmail.com. If you so wish the links to all the ways you can follow us and contact we are west ham are included in the description to this podcast and don't forget you can buy us a beer and support the pod at buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham that's buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham the beers start from as little as a fiver each and as i always say uh, the money goes straight to me and jonesy uh, and it only ever goes on stuff to make the pod better be that guest fees uh, equipment or uh, over the bar when me and Jonesy are together having a pint in person, normally discussing very, very important We Are West Ham podcast business. So that's buymeacoffee.com slash We Are West Ham if you fancy doing that. What's coming up on the show tonight? Men's City reaction to that game. We'll have a look ahead to Nottingham Forest and we'll guess exactly how many goals uh, that Jesse Lingard is going to score against us um, and then we'll say goodbye for another week. Such is the nature of this uh, new streamlined We Are West Ham podcast, which we hope you're enjoying so far. This is the first proper one of the season. We're looking back and we're looking forward. So stay with us for all of that next.
So, Jonesy, I'm sure you will have seen a few fans on Twitter already absolutely aghast that West Ham are in the relegation zone. 19th place in the table after that 2-0 defeat by Manchester City. What a nightmare. We're going down. What's the matter of our club? Uh, that was certainly the thought of, uh, or the thoughts of uh, two or three of the, I would say, somewhat more unreasonable blokes sitting around me uh, at football yesterday. Um, I found, as I often do when we play Manchester City, it was just an experience I had to endure. <laughs> so I just sat there and obligingly endured it. I didn't really shout too much, other than at Saeed Benrahma when he came on. Blimey. Um, but other than that, yeah, just kind of sat there, watched us lose, was a little bit glad it wasn't 6-0, but City weren't, they were in like third gear, it looked like to me. Uh, the whole time, two goals from Erling Haaland, which, to be honest, was the only real sort of saving grace that I uh, I took from that. It was good to see Erling Haaland in the flesh. Um, I think we mentioned it last year, or the, last week, sorry. Uh, although City two shots on target, two goals, um, but West Ham nineteenth. Uh, loads to loads to discover. Uh, talk about Joe, sorry, uh, Jonesy. Loads to cover, not discover. Um, but yeah, what are your overall thoughts? A bit more detail, perhaps, than that than that first section. Well, firstly, I want to say that my uh, flash score app actually has this seventeenth, so I'm going by that um, oh, rather right. than nineteenth. Okay. So we're we're well, not quite going down yet. Well, hang we're, on a minute. We're, we're, that just, seems, we're just safe. That's just confusing safe. because well, maybe it's Google. What do you think? Why is that? Who, who have they got? I've got 17th place on my Google table here. 17th? Uh, sorry, no. I've got Crystal Palace in 17th um, on yeah. the Google table pa- here. Pal- Palace are 18th on here. Um, I don't know whether on? they would just felt sorry for us and stuck us in 17th over Palace. I don't know. but um... No, well, we're 19th on Sky. Uh, so it looks like I'm winning out here at the moment. Well, so, I mean, I'm uh, just going uh, by what Flash Goals and... have got. So big... I'm, well, I'm sticking with that. No, I mean, and, you, nine, you... and and 19th on the BBC. Well, okay. Well, if you desperately want us to be in the bottom three, Will, then we'll, we'll <laughs> stick with the bottom three. <laughs> are we just going to do that all season? Just look for uh, versions of the Premier League table that are wrong to make ourselves feel better about um, uh, about West Ham's current performance or position? Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah. yeah uh, so uh, right, and I, I, I hate to break it to you, mate. Um, and this, I mean, if the Sky BBC one didn't, seal the deal uh, on the actual premierleague.com website, i.e. the people who run the league that we're talking about. We are unfortunately 19th. So uh, I hope you haven't got any shares in Flash Gore um, because if so, I would highly recommend everyone listening to the podcast, deletes the app from their phone and starts using more reputable outlets such as premierleague.com, BBC, Sky Sports or well, West Ham social media platforms. The Premier League are wrong and it wouldn't be the first time. So, um, <laughs> and Sky anyway, and BBC. Exactly. And Google. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to, to the game. To the game. Um, <laughs> to- <laughs> let's talk about more pressing matters, such yeah. as... Uh, well, whether um, we're going down is quite important, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got still got 37 games to save ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, first of all, we, we, we've looked at our transfer window and gone, yeah, good business. Like Maxwell Cornet in on Friday, I think that was yeah. you know decent, decent buy. 
Uh, and then there's start... another attacking forward, like forward midfield player. Yeah, really, I, I know, but I mean, he can play left back and wing back and whatever else you can play down the left. Yeah. But then you go into the first game of the season and not a single one of them's played. You know, you, you bought five players and not a single one started. And I know Ariola got it, you know, got on because poor yeah. Fab got injured. But I, 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 yeah, that was a bit frustrating. I know, <laughs> yeah, I know, it did not feel like a new season, did it? Yeah, I, yeah, just, I know Agued's out. Apparently, he's going to be out until the World Cup, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then Skamaka, yeah, he's, you know, he's yeah, still get probably getting to used to the speed, team. Yeah. Um, Flint Downs is, was coming in as a backup, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, like, I don't, I'm still confused about the whole Ariel and Fabianski thing. It's like, well, I do think, yeah, we'll get onto that in a minute, but I, that, I don't think Fabianski won't get back in now. I don't think really. No, he's, he's probably done now. I yeah. think he probably, <laughs> maybe Moisey said that to him. Maybe he spoke, sat them both down before, said, like, well, this is how we're going to do it to appease everyone. Fab, you're going to start. You're going to fake an injury 30 minutes in. Alphonse goes in and that's it. And then yeah, but then what? The five the minutes season. after Alphonse comes on, he gives away a penalty and it's just like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Nice get one. Fab back. Yeah, quick. time, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care if he can't feel his leg. Get, get him back on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that was frustrating bit. You see the starting 11. I'm stuck in traffic on the M4 and I'm like, oh, brilliant. 11's out. Mm. I'm like, well, that's, that's, I mean, what is it still last season now? Yeah, like, mate. Really that understand. is exactly and, it. And what yeah, makes yeah. it worse is like, where on earth is Craig Dawson? Yeah. Um, ben Johnson, is he playing? Is he at fullback or is he? Yeah. Is he oh, good. Back? We're playing three fullbacks and one centre half. Yeah. Oh, well, this is brilliant. And, and then also, we're wearing our sister Diop. It's like, yeah. What, what, what's going on with our centre back? <laughs> I mean, and, and the one that he played got done for kicking a cap earlier on this year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, you know, I just, uh, I, what, what is, we've gone from having a striker curse to a centre back curse. Mm. And it's just a little bit silly. Unfortunately, well, um, mate, Michael Antonio made it quite clear we've still got a striker curse, so I wouldn't worry. Well, I was going to get on to him. I was going to get yeah. on to him. Um, right, so, yeah. uh, uh, go on, go on, go on. The, from a performance point of view, I don't think it was the worst. Um, I think a lot of people, judging by the build-up, and even listening to the comment, commentary, there was a lot of expectation that we'd, we'd play in a very similar way and play at the same intensity as we did when we drew 2-2 with them back in, what, May. You know, it was always like, oh, you know, West Ham got a two-all draw against this stock, you know, five, you know, a few months ago. And then it's like, well, that was never going to happen because we've got half a defence, not even half a defence. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just City have got new players and they've actually played their new players. Um, and, yeah, it's just never going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, what, never gonna be the same. What, what a novel situation, like buying yeah. a new striker and him starting and, and then scoring playing in him. the first game of the yeah, season. Yeah, but... <laughs> But all that considered, I thought it wasn't the worst performance. We had spells, but City, although they, you, you're right at the beginning, you know, they didn't really get out of third gear. Um, they were still very good. They were very effective. Um, I know we spoke. It was actually to... quite dull, wasn't it? To be yeah, honest. we were speaking to Steve last week, and he was yeah, like, mate, no. honestly. But, but the, he, he, when he was like, oh, we've got concerns about you know uh, De Bruyne and I'm betting on a West Ham linking win. up. Oh. Yeah, he's like, we're worried that they've not quite got on the same page yet, De Bruyne and Haaland. It was just sod's law in it that yeah, by, by the three days later they finally land on the same page, and he assists Haaland for the second. Yeah, but that is like saying, isn't it? It's like ah. Oh, um, into going into this car race this weekend, like I've seen, you know, your Fiesta's looking in pretty good nick. I'm just a bit worried that I've only just bought this Ferrari, so I don't know whether it's actually going to beat you in the car race or not. 
Yeah. So I, because yeah, I haven't quite. Not sure if I've got quite the right tires on it yet. So yeah. Yeah, mate, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but my dad, my dad said they're playing. I didn't sit with him yesterday, but his thoughts were they're playing a different game to us. And I wasn't really, I didn't really appreciate yesterday City being like amazingly good. I was just like, oh, this is dull. Well, they they are just, you know, they are just a far better team. They're like too good at football, aren't they? They've like yeah. completed football. They 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 are a far better team, and like they cannot get out of probably first or second gear and still mm. beat most teams in the Premier League and across Europe probably. Uh, and But then when you look, obviously they've got the five subs thing and then you look at who they're bringing off the bench mm. and you, I mean, what, what can you do? And then right at the end, we're bringing on Flynn Downs and Connor Coventry and it's yeah. like, no disrespect to those two, weird sub that was. but the, the, the sheer um, level City are at compared to where we're at right now and we're mm. considering ourselves as top six contenders again this season. Yeah. The gap in class is still a mile off um, so, given that it, the fact it was only two nil, um, I think we should take take quite you know take a lot from that. Given we didn't have a defence, yeah, uh, and we kept it to two nil. Although maybe some of that was down to the fact that City probably just yeah we're just like two nil style. Well, just, we're all right here. Yeah, we'll give yeah. them, we'll give them a couple of runs at us, but yeah, yeah we'll just we'll leave it at that. But um, both sets of fans quite like each other, so we don't want to give them a hammering. But yeah, win. and they've they've done that enough to us over the years, haven't they? So they're probably just yeah. gone. Yeah, we'll we'll go and bully someone else this season. We'll leave yeah, us down. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it wasn't the worst. It was frustrating. You never want to start a season with a defeat, but we're quite used to that now. And mm. it's hard when you have to play them with your first game. But like your dad said, at least that's out of the way and we can look <laughs> forward now. Um, I'm, I'm excited about Maxwell Cornet. I think he could be a good good addition. Mm. Um, and incredibly excited about Skamaka. I thought he was one positive out of, out of yesterday, out of Sunday. I thought he, he really got himself about a bit, won every header. Mm. Actually looked like he could control the ball, <laughs> um, which, bless him, Antonio, I don't think he controlled the ball once mm. against City. Just every time the ball came to him, it was like, it's like his body was shot like 50p. It's just like just going off all over the place. And yeah, so, I, he, I, he did get a bit of, he did get quite a lot of rank service. It looked like a difficult game for him, like one of those classic ones where, like, as you often find against City, you're playing the ball up to him from a lot deeper. And it's a long old way. It's just him up there on his own. You're expecting him to do a lot every time the ball goes within his... I, I could tell yesterday. I know there was a few times I was like, oh, Jesus, mate. Uh, a few more straightforward ones. But there were, there were a lot where he'd get one pinged into him, like fizzed into him from like 50 yards away as we're just trying to desperately relieve a bit of pressure on the defence for a bit. I'll ping it up to Mickey, like chest height. He's got Diaz right up his backside and Nathan Echo within about five yards the other side. And it's like he's trying to chest it down away from them to and control it and like hold them both off all in one. There was a lot of times yesterday where he was put in difficult situations yeah. and he got loads of like stick from around me. I was like, all right, look, he's like beyond his best or whatever, but come on, like no one's sort of as tough to do what he's being asked of there. Uh, but there were a few times where it's just like, blimey. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, no, I do agree with you. Um, but then someone like Skamaka, who is, what, probably a foot taller, can't mm. be far off it. No. Um, he can deal with that. And he showed that he can deal with that easily. There was a couple of times where he won the ball 
uh, and managed to head it down to a teammate and you yeah. know, start start an attack. He's, you know, he's good with his feet as well. I think he's gonna he's gonna cause a lot of problems for um, should I say weaker defenses. Mm. I think I think he's gonna not a lot of defenders are gonna know what to do with him when he's in mm. when he's at his you know full flow and he's fully fit. So I'm excited to see him and see him start games and, and really get in the full flow of it. Um, and when he came on, particularly Ruben Diaz, who's you know world class centre back, even he was a little bit like blimey. Mm. Started just standing off him a little bit because he knew that he weren't going to win every header like he was going to do against Antonio. And I think that's that's a big thing when you've got players like Ruben Diaz and to an extent Nathan Aki kind of thinking twice about trying to trying to win the challenge in the air and maybe holding back holding back. Yeah, off there was the very first forces, one forces that. I think that's a that's a big bonus. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I agree. There was that very first one where Ake absolutely blasted through him like proper decent. Obviously, like the very first thing he did, it went up to him and he got blasted out of it. I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Like, all right, yeah. First, first, you can give give him for that though. First aerial duel in the Premier League. No, he's joking. That's what you want to be right up for, isn't it? Yeah, you want to be right up there, but maybe he's just like, oh, blimey. But, but I just think anything's going to be an improvement on Antonio at this stage, really. Yeah. Um, but again, yesterday's hard to sort of gauge, and you never know. But, um, yeah, good to see him. uh, Good to see him back. He's very, very handsome, isn't he? I think we may have mentioned this last week, but like, I mean, I've just got a picture of him here. Actually, I've got. uh, uh, paper from uh, if you want YouTube or whatever. He yeah. is a good looking man, eh? Very good looking um, man. Yeah. They even like when someone does the eyebrow slit and still looks good and the neck tattoos, you think, mm, yeah, you're doing all right there, pal, aren't you? Because yeah. mostly anyone who's shaving slits in their eyebrows, you sort of think that. Um, mm. Perhaps not the best thing. But uh, yeah, it'll be exciting to see him perhaps against a team who we've got half a chance of having some of the ball. Um, against, I don't know exactly, Jonesy, if you saw how much possession we had at the weekend. I was, so wasn't overly surprised by that. Yeah, 24% it was. Six shots, one on target. City, 14 shots, two on target. At, at half-time, City, I think they read it out and I saw the stats on TV. It was 80% City possession. Mm. <laughs> First half. Um, that's probably on flash score, though, was it? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, Josie. So you mentioned it there. A bit of a concern. Fabianski goes down. Couldn't really see. It was sort of the other end from where I was sitting. Um, what was the injury? Was it a knee or? A... Well, I've, I've, I've been reading up on some of the quotes from Moyes after the game, and apparently he said that it, it was a hip injury, which led to his leg going numb. Um, so you can kind of understand him coming off, really. Yeah. Uh, if you can't suddenly can't feel his leg, so a dead leg uh, or something, yeah, yeah, it might have been so, but it was something to do with his hips. So it looked a naughty challenge though when he went in with Harland. See, I missed it. That was, I mean, I, I got back maybe 10 minutes oh, after, after that happened, five minutes after that happened. So, um, um, yeah, I was quite shocked to see when, when the penalty was given away that it was Ariola tripping up Harland and not Fabianski. I was like, oh, I didn't yeah, even realize yeah. we'd make that sub, so right, I see, but, yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, no, it did. The, the from where I was sat again, it was sort of well, way away, but it looked a bit naughty. Um, well, it didn't look very, very safe or whatever. But I guess sending off uh, the you know the next the world's best striker, however many minutes into his debut, probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been very good with the Premier League guidelines, would it? So um, the penalty decision, Jonesy. Uh, what did you make of that? Because again, from where I was, it just looked like 
why have you rushed out there? I don't know. And then it looks a classic one. He just pushes it to the left. Would have been going out for a goal kick. Goes over. And it was like, oh, I don't know. But if he's made contact there, it's annoying. Stonewall. Stonewall. It? And even even the, the moment it happened, it was like, yeah, Stonewall. And the fact that Ariola just got up and walked off. It was like he, he knew straight away. I mean, he didn't even need to look at the referee pointed at the spot. Like, he knew yeah. it was a penalty. Um, and yeah, I've, I've seen some people go, oh, I know you probably should have just held him up a little bit. But, you know, you got you got Erling Haaland running at you and, and he's getting to the mm. six-yard box. Yeah, okay, he's not directing on the goal. But a guy that can you know, score as many goals as he has, yeah. you can't. You've got to go in. You've got to try and win that ball. But he was just a bit quicker, um, mm. and Ariola makes contacts and like penalty all day long. Stonewall, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and the second goal, um, it was a bit of an odd one, really. You know, one of those ones where you're a little bit distracted, uh, and then I sort of didn't really see the build up, and I'm looked through, and it's like he's through, and he slots in the bottom corner. I was like, oh, I don't know what I was doing there, but. That's annoying. How where's that come from? Um, no one really seen that sort of angry or anything like that. Um, did you see what was was it a decent goal or like it was in the build up of it or? Yeah, I mean it was. It came at a period where we were just beginning to be a little bit more aggressive and we were mm. getting a little bit more on the ball and we were getting in the around their box a little bit more and really felt like you know if we can sustain this a little for a little bit longer we might we might carve a chance out mm. uh, and then. You know, we, we give the ball away. I can't remember who it was. They go on the counter attack, uh, not the ball around our players about four or five times, and then De Bruyne, like superb through ball, um, through to Haaland, and Haaland's just very, very quick for his size as well, incredibly mm. quick. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was always going to score. Yeah. Um, Ariel had no chance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like he moves. It doesn't actually look like it when you're watching him because he looks quite big and cumbersome almost. I thought it was going to be like when you used to watch Wayne Rooney. He'd turn up at Upton Park. He'd be like, hey, "You're like five yards quicker than anyone I've ever seen run." Mm. Like, and you're also happen to have like a mercurial touch on the ball and can bang him in from the top right corner. He actually looked quite cum- clumsy at the beginning. Like for the yeah. I suppose best football player on the planet, I thought it was going to be a real experience watching him play. He looked a bit clumsy, but then he, he sort of grew into the game a bit more. And uh, yeah, he's sort of very much a, a brute. Josie, just before we um, wrap up, well, have you got anything else sort of of note on the on the City game? I did think the subs were odd. Um, have you got anything written down there? Yeah, the subs are odd. Um, the, the whole defensive thing worries me. You know, apparently it's a deal. Has, has not put himself forward of the last couple of games. Presumably, you know, the, the friendly and long or lens, whichever way you want to talk, uh, mention yeah. it. And then, and then City. So suddenly he's just probably just down tools, wants to go to Fulham for, for some bizarre reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawson's injured. Zuma's the only one left. Aguard's out until, you know, God knows when. Um, yeah, I don't really know how we how we go about this moving forward between now. Mm. Do, do you buy another centre back? Do we sort this a deal out and go, mate? You got to play, force him. I don't know. <laughs> like because we, def- we, we don't re- we shouldn't be in a position where we need to go back into the market and buy another centre back. No, but now suddenly we're in that position. Like, we we thought once we got Aguero in, we thought yeah, great right, centre back sorted now. Ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> That's done. We got. I did there. still think Diop would go though, didn't you? Yeah, but like even then you thought, in. fine, fine, bring one of the youth players through as a, as an understudy, as a fourth one, just in case we desperately need him. 
Mm. Um, but then we sold him. Yeah, at least Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a bit frustrating. We've got three weeks until the end of the window, mm. uh, and we're now back in the market for a, a centre back, which we can really yeah. do without. Um, and it's wor- it worries me a little bit because if I don't know how long Dawson's out for, but if Diop mm. can't be bothered to play, no, I mean that is um, you know, I mean, if I mean if you can't want to play, then just get rid of him this week. I just go whatever, mate. Tada. Hmm. Um, but it it does leave us worryingly short. I don't think Ben Johnson was out of his depth. To be fair, I, I genuinely thought he played okay. No, I mean that was a bonus that he he looked relatively comfortable. But was it you telling me actually he's been playing in the under twenty threes at centre back as well? No, I didn't know that. But, oh right, yeah, someone had um, mentioned that that he's been playing in the twenty threes. But yeah, it's just that you want a proper centre back, ideally mm. someone who's a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. Yeah, we've already got a right back playing up front. We don't need another right back playing at centre back, do we? Right, you know what I mean? So yeah, but other than that, I've, I've got real no real complaints beyond all of that. Um, no. Sunday, it's just you know we've got that out of the way. Plenty of <clears> games <throat> to go. Um, it's just proof, though, mate. What I've said before, which I think that makes the Premier League a bit pants these days, is that everyone's just kind of like didn't even give us any hope before. It was almost like we've all turned up because it's the first game of the season. We're going to lose this game of football. And I just, I don't know, I find that such a depressing state of affairs. I know it's sort of too little, too late, and that's the nature of it now. But to like turn up at a home game on the first game of the season and everyone just be like, oh, we've lost this. Like Just there for the afternoon, just waiting for it to happen. And that is very much what it felt like. The atmosphere was very, very flat. Um and it was just that. You could just tell, like... I mean, at the beginning, it was all right because we came out the blocks well, didn't we? Mm. Um, and it looked like, oh, hang on a minute. And that lasted all of about four minutes. And then after that, yeah, it was very much just like, when, not if. Um, but, yeah. <clears throat> that is the only silver line you can take, I suppose, that it's out the way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, you want to get those games out of the way early doors, I reckon. But at the same time, it would have been nice to pick up a little bit of momentum like we did last season mm. right at the beginning but yeah we move on <clears throat> excuse me uh one thing sorry you'll uh have to excuse me clear my throat then just getting a little bit emotional of course because um we've had to bid a fond and unfortunately and it pains me to admit it probably slightly overdue farewell to king arthur masuaku uh, some absolutely amazing memories he gave. I was going to say us, but I feel like just he gave me because, I, especially in more recent times, I think my absolute loving for King Arthur has, uh, has not been quite as popular and as universally adopted as it once was. But I know what you're going to say. Go on, you say it. He's only on loan. Yeah, but his option to buy, and it, I mean, and let's be honest, Besiktas aren't stupid, are they? You have a season of King Arthur, you're going to buy him if you've got the option, aren't you? <laughs> if you say so, mate. <laughs> they're not stupid they got eyes in their head but um nah nah i must admit uh, it was obviously long overdue or whatever but uh yeah very much like probably beginning of the end of his time there i guess what would you say do you are you of the opinion that sort of Cornet's arrival was like made moisey feel all right about that but he's certainly more attacking than Kostic was isn't he yeah i mean i with all the rumors coming around that you know we're willing to sell ben rama and Vlasic, you wonder mm. whether Cornet has now been viewed as more of an attacking signing and mm. there will be another left-back coming in. 
Um, mm. You know, I think the Cornet signing is a, is a clever one because he can play anywhere down that left. He can act as cover. At left mm. back should be needed. It should be needed to, you know, change things in the middle of the game and he's playing an attacking sense. You know, he can move back or vice versa. So, and for 17 million quid, it's a snip really for when you're talking yeah, about you know, mod- modern day transfer fees. So, yeah. um, but if we are looking at the sell Ben Rama uh, and Vlasic, God, I hope so. Um, we, at the same time, we won't sell both, will we? Surely, like, with, with three weeks before the end of the window, like we're not really giving ourselves a lot of time because if you sell those mm-hmm. two, you've got to replace them. Um, so why Definitely. sell them? You know, why why give yourselves more work to do before the end of a window? But if that does happen, one of them goes, then Cornet's going to add a little bit more in the attacking sense. So maybe a left back is still in the in the offing, an actual left yep. back. But yeah. Either way, I'm happy with yeah. Cornet. Yeah, I will just actually, that's probably worth noting then. Uh, ben Ryan was absolutely rubbish, like offensively bad when he came on. He did everything he tried, about 14 crosses he tried, all went to the first man. Oh, terrible. Just didn't look didn't look in the game at all. And I was thinking that, you know, I love Lanzini and I was delighted to see his resurgence and it was great watching him be such a big part of like our success the last couple of seasons, last season in particular. And I genuinely do mean that. But I was thinking, I was like, how is he starting on the first game of the season again? Like Ben Rahm was supposed to push on, wasn't he? And like once Lingard went, make room for him to step up and make that position his own, he's done the opposite to that. And like the fact, man, I'd love Lanzini. Don't, just not a reflection on him. But I sort of think, really? Like, you know, yeah. should I, he I still be getting in that starting 11? I think the answer is no. I agree. And, you know, you mentioned Ben Rama's crossing. You've got, got a geezer six foot four in the middle. Mm, yeah. Who will, who will beat almost pretty much every player to, to the ball. If you put it where, you, where he wants it, mm. he's going to get his head on it. And the lot, look at it, he's hit at the target. And not a single one went anywhere near him. No. And that, that was a frustrating thing. It's like you've got the tallest Cheers. man on the pitch there and you, you still can't hit him. Yeah, no, very annoying, very annoying. But look, um, don't end on negative. Well, it is a negative because King Arthur's left. Um, so, uh, yeah, opposition view coming up next. Long live the King. So I'm delighted to say joining us on the We Are West Ham podcast for the first time is sports journalist extraordinaire from the Sun newspaper, the Sun's Midlands correspondent, uh, good pal of mine, Grant Bryce. Brycey, it's great to have you on the podcast for the first time, mate. Thanks very much for coming on to give us your thoughts about Forest, that West Ham Forest game, Sunday, two o'clock at the City Ground. Uh, the Forest first home Premier League game for 23 years. It promises to be a huge occasion for their fan. Their campaign, of course, didn't get off to the best of starts at St James's Park on Sunday uh, on the weekend. Excuse me, a two-nil defeat. Um, what an occasion it's going to be for the for the home fans, Brycey. First of all, it'll be absolutely amazing. The place will be it'll be bouncing, um, and we're still to find out if uh, Forest have got something up their sleeve. Because there has been talk that Sir Paul McCartney might be around to sing Mull of Kintyre, uh, their pre-match anthem. So that yeah. would be that would be something else if that happened. That might just be that, that might just be on the cards. We're working hard on that one. Blimey, that would be uh, yeah. I mean, that'd be the biggest summer signing they've made, wouldn't it? If not, if they're getting a former Beatle out to to perform. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think it's fair to say that that most football fans, sort of neutrals, if you like, 
Um, obviously, uh, not fans of those in of the teams in the Midlands that you cover, with whom Forest have have a rivalry. Outside of the Midlands, I think most neutrals were pretty pleased to see Forest back in the league um, after such a long absence. Beat Huddersfield in the playoff final, uh, of course, and I think everyone was pretty pleased by that. Um, yeah. West Ham obviously still be going there at the weekend, gunning to beat them, uh, but they've they've certainly made a good go over the summer, haven't they? Of, of backing Steve Cooper financially, yeah. um, it's like William Foss still working away at other deals. Um, yeah. They've just missed out on one today, I believe that Alex Moreno won't be coming right. from Real Betis. He's uh, said that he wants to stay in Spain, um, but Steve's shopping list has been a lengthy one. Um, of course, they had to do it because they had five lone players last season who helped them get up. Um, so it wasn't like a Fulham situation when they came up and changed the entire squad around. Uh, this has been very much necessity, and Steve's been pushing that. You know, he's been telling everybody that this had to be done. There was no choice. Even if they'd have stayed in the championship, they would have still made massive changes just because of the loan situation. Right. Yeah. Of course. So is it? It's sort of. Um, obviously, the the two sort of main signings they've made, um, the Dean Henderson and Jesse Lingard, probably the most well known, coming from Manchester yeah. United, um, or having played. I don't know. Lingard was a free agent, but um, you know both their last teams were Man United. Henderson on loan there. Do you feel like the signings they've made uh, is is it money well spent? Because obviously people hear those numbers and they think, oh, that's going to might take a bit of a while to gel. You mentioned the Fulham situation. Do you think it's money well spent so far? Time will tell. Only time will tell because a lot of these guys are new to the Premier League. Um, a lot of the foreigners, Alan EUA up front, um, has been at Liverpool but never play, played in the Premier League. And then he went to Belgium and Germany. So he's an unknown quantity. Um, but what Steve needed was guys that had been there, seen it and done it. And, and Jesse Lingard, he's obviously got somebody with vast experience. Um, and you start from the back, don't you, Dean Henderson? He he feels that he should have been Manchester United's number one. Um, well, that's confidence for a start. He's an England goalkeeper, of course. So, you know, that's a fantastic signing to get. And it, it gave the, uh, the Nottingham fans a real lift at the city ground to think that he was coming in. Um, Bree Sambo was a big favourite, but he could be a little bit erratic at times. Um, but Dean Anderson is a proven goalkeeper of great quality. He showed that with Sheffield United as well. So, you know, they'll, they'll be looking for him to be a massive player for them this season. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just sort of flagship signings um, for sure. Uh, the Jesse Lingard situation, Bryce, is one that. Of course, is particularly intriguing to West Ham fans. There was, um, you know, it was it seemed for a long time. I think in hope rather than expectation, West Ham fans were looking for Lingard to return. Um, mm -hmm. My personal opinion on that was I felt the ship has sailed, and I'm personally not too disappointed with the yeah. fact that that he's gone to Forest instead. What did you make of that situation? Obviously, particularly from a Forest perspective, they must be delighted. But what do you make of all of that? Yeah, the Jesse Lingard derby now, isn't it? So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I, I watched him last season um, at West Ham when he when he ripped apart Aston Villa. And I just thought, this is a Jesse Lingard, you know, when he was with West Ham. I yeah, just thought, yeah, of course, yeah. this is a Lingard that, that West Ham must dream of. It looked like a great fit. Um, and then, of course, he went back to Manchester United and things never worked out there. Um, do you go back? 
maybe he's made the right decision there because, you know, expectations would have been so high there. They are at, at the city ground as well. Forest fans will expect him to make that difference and add that bit of class. But it's a clean sheet for him again, you know, and maybe at this stage of his career, that's that's what he needed, really. Um, and again, at West Ham, he would have been one of many sort of big players at West Ham uh, that had been the course here maybe slightly less expectation it's Nottingham Forest and he can just get on and get his career back on track again um, but if it's a Jesse Lingard we saw at West Ham um, and at Manchester United before that in his, in his heyday then he's a great signing you know and he'll bring great experience and creativity to the Forest team yeah, absolutely. There was some talk, um, Brycey, that the, the, it's generally accepted, I think, that West Ham were in the region. Their offer was in the region of around uh, sort of 110-ish thousand a week is what they were offering. Um, yep. Reports suggested Forrest pay, uh, paying him considerably uh, more than that. Um, is I mean, first of all, do you think uh, that's sort of accurate? And secondly, what a lot of fans have been asking if that is the case, uh, where, where's that money coming from? Yeah. Well, the actual word is that he took less money than West Ham offered right. to go to, to go to Forest. So that's right. the latest one. But we know football clubs, they don't always tell the truth, do they? They, um, they, they put out what they want to put out and so do agents and so do players. So I would imagine that only the guys that were involved in the deal will know exactly. But certainly... If the West Ham fans are coming with the monopoly money and everything for Lingard, the Forest fans are now saying, well, actually, he's come for less. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because the project appealed to him more, Steve Cooper was really keen to get him in. So, but whether we believe that, we're just cynical old hacks, aren't we? We don't believe <laughs> stuff like that will do it. So, you know, whatever the money side of it is, Forest have spent big $85 million, you know, Villa Villa spent over a hundred million when they first come came up. Mm. What they've got is Maranakis, Evangelos Maranakis is a proven football man at Olympiakos, controversial figure. Um but he has backed them to the hill. And if you think of the TV money is generally over a hundred million, you know, they're speculating to accumulate. They want to be there and they want to be players in the Premier League. They don't want to be a yo-yo club. They don't want to be a Norwich. So yeah. spending and they're ambitious. The ambition is massive. They've also got a new CEO in Dane Murphy, who right. did very well at Barnsley before. Um, he's come in. Um, I think he's only 36 and an ex-player. He's an American. Mm. Um, and, and he's very ambitious. So it's speculate to accumulate, isn't it? But Maranakis, they've got a football guy. It's not some guy coming in from nowhere and doesn't get football at all. You know, he's done it out in Greece. He's experienced Champions League football. And ultimately, that'll be the aim. But there's so many teams in England that say the same thing in the Premier League. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, even at the other end, Man United are an example, isn't it? It's how you spend it as much as what you spend. Um, and sort of the strip of the club's captain, that sort of thing. Um, just on the it might take a while for, for this team to gel. And West Ham, it might be the best time to get them. First game of the season. Um, when you bring in 12 new signings and you're still looking for more, you know, that's that's a massive turnaround. But they've grafted them in rather than... It's not wholesale change. You've still got the, the basis. You're Steve Cooks and, and uh, Scott McKenna's at the back. Uh, Joe Worrell's been made the captain. He's a local lad. 
and there's a strong spine to the team that are local boys. Mm. Um, Yates at midfield is a local lad, and Brennan Johnson, of course, who was a massive star for them last season, he could end up being the best signing a lot, just get, persuading him to stay. Right. Because obviously Bournemouth were chasing him for much of last season. He had other offers in the summer, but he's decided to stay at Forest. Obviously, his dad was a, a legend there as well. So it will be interesting to see how he does. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's an intriguing situation, really, because like you mentioned, the Fulham thing. People obviously think back to that, but um, yeah, I mean, with you sort of with Steve Cooper in charge, it, it sort of feels like it will be okay because it's one of the most. I think he's finally starting to get a bit of credit um, where what, that he's due, really. But he still seems vastly underrated by by most people. And I suppose this season will be the true test of of how he gets on. What, what do you make of of, sort of Cooper's impact and and how do you fancy him pitting his wits against the best in the Prem this season? He'll be doing extremely well at top last season because yeah. when he came in. When he replaced Chris Houghton, they only had one point from 21 games. Mm. It was the worst start Forrest have made in 108 years. And they went on to win promotion. You know, and, and actually, Steve Cooper being the type of guy he was, or he is, he was actually disappointed they never went straight up. You know, <laughs> the, the playoff, don't get me wrong, Wembley was brilliant. They, they had their day in the sun, you know, and, and they had the, the civic reception after they were at the town hall, great. But he wanted to go up straight away and he was disappointed they dropped some points at the end of the season. So previous Forest managers have come in and, you know, there's been all the heritage of the club, the double European Cup wins. All those photos were taken down in the past by certain managers that didn't fancy it. The weight of the jersey was a bit too heavy for some of them. Steve Cooper's come in, he's put all those photos back yeah. He's brought in the legends of the club, the Gary Burtles of this world, you know. All of them have been invited back. They, they meet up for the odd beer, and he mm -hmm. picks up in about Brian Clough and what their time was like, and he, he just laps up. He, he just loves the Cloughy stories yeah. and getting a real feel for the club, and he's done that. He did a good job at Swansea. He's won a lot. So, you know, the credentials yeah. are there. Now it's the Premier League, of course, but I've, I've every confidence he'll he'll make a good fist of it. Yeah. So you, you, you before we move on to that game, then uh, on the weekend, Bryce, uh, you fancy them to stay up there? I do, I do. I think so. I think that it's not an Norwich situation. The city grounds going to be a horrible place for a lot of clubs to come to. Um, it is a really good atmosphere. It's got that lovely mix between the old main stand and then the more modern other three sides of the ground. But if you look at last season, well, uh, what they did in the FA Cup, they knocked out Arsenal there. Yeah. Leicester put a strong team out and they beat them 4-1. And, and Brendan Rodgers was shell-shocked after that game. He didn't know what had hit them that day. Um, and then, of course, they played Liverpool, who squeezed through 1-0. But Forrest gave a good showing of themselves. So when the city ground's bouncing, they're a formidable team at home. And that'll probably be the key to it. I think Cooper will organise them away from home. He'll have them well-drilled defensively and they won't give much away. I would put Newcastle at the weekend down to experience. First game back, a lot of emotion around it. Difficult place to go. And by all accounts, they didn't acquit themselves that brilliantly. But he's... Brown 
but they'll have their West Ham are a good team. I'm, I can't wait for it. I think it'll be a cracking match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a belter. Are you, um, will you be there on, on Sunday, Bryce? Are you otherwise engaged in your Midlands duties? I hope so. Um, yeah. I do, I, I do um, coach as well on the side, so uh, I, I may have a game with my uh, my team at Tamworth, but yeah. uh, if I'm working, I'll be there, so uh, and I'll certainly be catching it on the box, so if I'm not there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, what what do you, what do you think then? Uh, you mentioned briefly touched on it already um, that it may be a good time for West Ham to play them. Um, I was at London Stadium yesterday for West Ham's opening game of the campaign, two 0 against Manchester City, two Erling Haaland goals. No real shame in it, but it was it was one of those just like I mean, I never really enjoy watching Man City games generally because they're just so good at football, it's so robotic. They don't really make any mistakes. Um, yeah. And it's never, unlike when you play Liverpool, which can sometimes be, although they're really good, it can yeah. be a bit more free-flowing and lively and you might still get the odd chance here or there. Uh, mm. They're more entertaining games. Man City don't really, they just suffocate you with possession all games. So it's not always yeah. most entertaining to watch. That was certainly the case. We've been trying to keep that in a little bit of context earlier on. Uh, Jonesy mm. and I on the podcast were saying, look, it's Man City. Don't get too far ahead of yourselves yet. But it was... A frustrating performance, to say the least. So, what do you think then, then Sunday? How do you think the game's going to play out, sort of style-wise? First of all, before we do score um, predictions, the first thing I would say is that good managers don't tend to lose two games in a row. That's why they're good managers. Mm. Yeah. They'll see what's, They'll go back to the drawing board. They'll look at what went wrong at the weekend, David Moyes and Steve Cooper. So, again, I think it's going to be really, really intriguing. I think it's going to be exciting. And I think that Forrest will want to come at West Ham. They'll, they'll want to get in the front foot and they'll want to get the crowd up. I don't. It's not going to be cagey at the front at the start of the game because they want to be in the front foot. They want to get the fans excited. If they play the ball around and they're cagey, that atmosphere will die down. So I think Forrest will come for it. And I think West Ham, David Moyes is smart enough to understand that. And I think they'll look to pick off Forrest on the break. Forrest, again, likely have that three-man defence that they play. Right. They'll play with wingers as well. So they're creative, but they're solid as well. They're well-drilled. It's just, can you get them at a time when not everybody is exactly sure of where they should be and when? And, you know, that the transition, you know, to use a... A coaching term. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That transition is getting it right between when to attack, when to sit back, how quickly you get back, you know, don't leave yourself exposed. So I, I think it's going to be a real sort of tactical game of chess, but yeah. it'll be frantic chess, if you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I think both teams are good on the front foot, aren't they? So yeah. I, I think that'll be good. It's funny you mentioned that, Bryce, because like um, you know, whenever I hear, obviously this was more the case last season, but whenever I'd hear that the opposition views we do, whenever I'd hear teams go, yeah, they're going to come at us, we'd always be delighted with that because Moisey, spe specifically away from home, is more than happy to let the yeah. other team have the ball, soak up a bit of pressure, use Jared Bowen, uh, Manuel Azzini, Pablo Fornells, and Mikel Antonio, um, yeah. and pace on the break, Declan Rice transitions the ball really quickly as a powerful runner. Yeah. So we're always 
happy to just let other teams have the ball and, and hit on the counter-attack, yeah. particularly away. So it's always a positive um, when I hear that. Well, it's, it's, yeah. that, it's when they creep forward. If, if you're pinging balls into the corners, if their fullbacks have bombed on, mm. and then you guys, you've got bone, you know, if you're pinging balls into the corners, you're dragging out the central defenders in areas they don't want to be. Yeah. So I can see why it suits West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed that that is the case. And um, yeah, I know Moisey's become pretty adept to that. So uh, that's a positive. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out exactly how many goals Jesse Lingard's going to score, Pricey. <laughs> uh, in my prediction this week, I'm feeling a two-all draw. I, I just sort of think it might be goals in it. Um, West Ham yep. feel a bit stuttery um, with Lingard getting both, of course. But what, um, yeah, what, what do you expect from Lingard? And then give us a score prediction for the game before we let you go. Okay, um, Lingard, point to prove, won't they? You know, um, they want to get the ball to him. They want to get the crowd on their feet. They want to get him played in and Brennan played in. Um, big, I can, I can will you up front? He's a unit, you know. Similar in many ways, you know, to to West Ham style, big target man up front. Um, they'll use him to try and bully the West Ham defenders, and then they'll look to get Brennan and they'll look to get Lingard in around them. Mm. Um, do you know something? I don't want to sit in the fence, but I think your two-two sounds all right. Yeah. Your two-two sounds pretty sensible. Um, strange for you, by the way, but <laughs> um, yeah. But I'll go, I don't want to be exactly like you, so I'll go Lingard will score one and Brennan Johnson will get one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but two, you like the sound of a two-all. Two-all sounds all right. I think it's going to be the wee goals in it. I don't see it being goalless, but hey-ho. Exactly, exactly. Well, Bryce, look, if you get along to the game, hope you enjoy it. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, for the first time, bit of a busy old season for you now with all the uh, with all the Midlands teams. Yeah, and just the, the floor. Uh, yeah, just the exactly. Floor. Going all the time. Yeah, yeah. We'll get West Brom next season. That will be five. Nah, you're joking. We don't need them back in the Premier League, mate. Don't need. Are you going yourself, Phil? No, 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 not this week. No, I've uh, no, I would. Um, so I went over there on on Sunday, but the uh, away trips to Europe at the end of last season. Um, sort of cleared me out with financially annual leave time wise and uh, where the patience of the girlfriend's running a bit thin as well so yeah. uh, I've got to pick and choose my battles and my games this season mate. I saw about, saw about West Ham and pre-season the, the Rangers game I watched that one oh, yeah. so it wasn't the best result for West Ham but it was early days wasn't it yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, Bryce, we really appreciate everyone. Graham Bryce there, Midlands correspondent from the Sun for the opposition view ahead of that game Sunday afternoon, two o'clock kickoff, Nottingham Forest v West Ham at the City Ground. Bryce, pleasure to have you with us. Stay with us because you'll have some final thoughts from me and Jonesy next. Well, there you have it, Jonesy. That's it for another week on the We Are West Ham podcast. Disappointing yet thoroughly expected start to the season I think does feel a little bit flat it feels like one a campaign that maybe we warm up into and and I understand why clubs delay making their transfers and stuff because it's all negotiating and you know the the longer you leave it the longer it takes to to tie up these deals blah 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 um but I just think it also 
means your season doesn't properly start or you know like come to full effect or whatever your team isn't playing at its full capacity for like two months in and that sort of that holds you back in it we didn't play the last month of last season uh, very well because of a complete lack of transfer activity and it's almost like well that hangover is there's a danger of that carrying on because we haven't done business swiftly enough in this one. And I normally am when people moan about not doing it early, I'm sort of a bit pragmatic and go, well, look, you know, it's, it's a business decision and it's negotiating, blah, blah, blah. And you know how, you know, fans say and people say about, ah, oh, some of these signings are long-term and that's how they justify them at the time. Right. We mentioned him earlier on in the Man City bit about Ben Rama. He's supposed to be bearing fruit now. Mm. He's supposed to be coming good at this stage now, like 18 months at West Ham he's had or whatever he's had now, I think it's about that. This is the time where he's supposed to be, you know, becoming that player. No, it's two two years, is it? He was there at the beginning years, of that yeah. Lingard season, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, this is the time where he's supposed to be, like, in the midst of his, like, best years and having ousted Lanzini from the team and being West Ham's main creative force. That has not happened, and that's why... You know, it's sort of even more frustrating to at this stage now to see us limp into it. That's what it felt like. I know it's Man City, so it's difficult. If we smash Forest 4-0 this weekend, um, it's different. But if we limp into it, feels like we sort of limp, limped into the season a little bit. And it all does sort of, it feels, come back to transfers. But it's not It's not always as easy as that, is it? And if we beat Forest 4-0, then it was sort of the season's completely and utterly on track because we'd never expect to beat City anyway. Yeah, yeah, all it takes is a win there and in pretty much where we expected to be. But uh, the transfer window, while it has been, in terms of the calibre of player that we've brought in, I think has been relatively successful up to this point. It's mm. also been equally as frustrating. You know, we've lost out to Kostic, was agreed he didn't want to come. Mm. Um, Amadou Anana decided bizarrely that he'd rather sign for Everton. Mm. Right. God. <laughs> God knows what's going on there. Lingard obviously that'd decided. Cash, that'd be cash, wouldn't decided it? same thing. Wanted a little bit more money, so he wanted to go to Forest. Um, so we've missed those three players there. That had we got those three in, we'd be sitting here going, "Lovely jubbly." Like, what some of that is? We don't need to get anyone else there. We'll be done. Um, One of them will play centre back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it has been frustrating when you consider it that way. But um, I fully expect there to be a few changes on. Uh, next weekend against Forest, there's got to be a few changes in there because you know you can't. You need to mix it up a little bit. Moyes said it after the game; he needs to freshen the team up a little bit. It's gone a little bit mm. stale. Um, the like, and it has. Just, that's what it felt it like. Has. You said, yeah, yeah it, it felt like last season. Yeah, when you consider last season ended in you know bit, ended with a bit of a whimper, Massively, ran out of steam. Yeah. Um, and then you start the season with, you know, defensive side, pretty much an identical team, mm. no new signings. <laughs> um, of course, it's not gonna, it's not gonna look great, and the team, you know, probably are gonna, they, they do need to be freshened up a little bit. Mm. Whether that's a case of, I, I mean, I can't imagine we'll get one or two signings in between now and next weekend. Mm. Uh, it's likely, but I mean, it's possible. Certainly say, not match ready signings. But no, no. So, but I, I think, uh, especially. Changes to the starting eleven, mm. um, involving some new signings. Um, I think I think is needed more than anything. Mm. 
But yeah, and what, you know, we played against the newly promoted Forest that lost in the first game of the season. I know it's going to be their first home game, so the fact their fans are going to be up for it. Yeah, first first Premier League home game at the City Ground for what twenty three years, so it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a place to go for it. But no, we're far better than Forest. Like we should be going there and and, and getting three points. <clears throat> but you're gonna you're gonna regret that, aren't you? Saying that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's no disrespect to Forrest, obviously, but you know, we're, we're all expecting Jesse Lingard to score about eight goals. Yeah, of we've course. Got yeah, find, yeah. We've got to find a way of scoring nine. Um, mm. and, but we are better than Forrest, you know. Everyone everyone knows it, we're better than Forrest. We've just got to go there and show it. Mate, yeah, stop and saying what, that with so much confidence, will you? For God's well, sake, just because well, you hate Forrest fans on Twitter now. This is a relegation yeah. battle, mate. They're 18th. Well, well exactly, yeah. score, they're fourth. Yeah, but, but we, we um, are better than them. We are better than them. They're only one place that. above us in the uh, the table doesn't lie, mate. And they're eighteenth, the we're nineteenth, so we're seventeenth, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like we, we should be going there with with a lot of confidence. I can understand why some people might not be, um, but we should be going there with confidence um, yeah. and and getting and and you know relatively confident we can come away with three points. But yeah, Morris has got to think of something. He's got to change it. He's got to change it. I know it's it's City that we've just lost to, but um, there are a lot of issues at the moment that need to be addressed, I think, um, Mm. as soon as possible, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, that's the thing. I think important, because it's a bit of a flat start to the the season, sort of on the pitch and obviously on the podcast, I feel like. Um, Yeah, important to just note that context. That's why it annoyed me when we got them again, to be honest, because you sort of, it almost makes it impossible for you to get excited about the start of the season. So, um, yeah, on flat start, we're always going to lose, really, which is depressing enough in itself. But, yeah, so be it. Um, and we did. Thoughts, then, Jonesy, on, on the Forest game? I'm not comfortable at all with you giving it, you know, how much better we are than Forest three times on this podcast uh, just because you don't like them on Twitter because they called you out for criticising Lingard for going there. Um, what are your thoughts, then, ahead of the game? I think it'll be tough. Prediction, of course. It'll be tough, as I said. You know that, that city ground's going to be going to be buzzing. First Premier League game in twenty three years. Um, Forest players will be up for it. They're going to want to get their first points on the board. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm quietly confident we'll go there and we'll get a result. But I think it will be close. I think it'll be it will definitely be tight. Uh, I'm going to go two one, West Ham. Two one to West Ham. Uh, I'm going to nick your favourite score and I'm going to go Desmond 2-2 Jesse Lingard brace yeah I, I think mate, what you said mate first Premier League game at the City ground for 23 years or whatever it is um, they'll be absolutely buzzing for it have and... their flags mate. have their flags out bless <laughs> them <laughs> I don't know why you're determined to uh, create this anti-Nottingham Forest campaign uh, they lost their first game, of course, uh, away to Newcastle. Um, and, yeah, maybe you're right, mate. Any team who lets Fabian share score against them probably needs to have a long, hard look at themselves, didn't they? I think you scored against us last year. To be fair. Yeah, probably. Of course you did, mate. And we need to have a long, hard look at ourselves. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go for go for a Desmond. Um, right, just before we let you go. Don't forget, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at we are underscore West Ham. I'm at 
um, William Pugh underscore and Jonesy is at by James Jones. Uh, Instagram where we are West Ham Pod. On Facebook and YouTube, search We Are West Ham Podcast. You can email us if you so wish at We Are West Ham Pod at gmail.com. The links to all the ways you can follow us and contact We Are West Ham are included in the description to this podcast. And finally, don't forget you can buy us a beer and support the pod at buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham if you fancy that the beers start at a five oh there are five or each uh, you can buy as many or as few as you like that's buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham and as always the money it will either go it goes straight to me and jonesy and it goes either on things to make the pod better be that guest fees or equipment um or it goes over the bar when me and Jonesy are together having a pint. Appreciate all of you who've done that so far. If you fancy it again at the beginning of this season, that's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. Bit of a flat opener to the season from West Ham United and David Moyes' men. Reasons for grumbling so far, but by no means a catastrophe. We hope that uh, me and Jonesy gave you a little bit of a appropriate dose of pragmatism alongside all of the somewhat necessary mumblings and grumblings about an annoying start to the season, albeit one of the most expensive and best paid strikers in the world scored the two goals and it wasn't humiliating. Never mind, such is the West Ham way, onwards and upwards, Nottingham Forest away this weekend. Jesse Lingard, who? Thanks for listening, everyone. Up the hammers and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. This week's episode is sponsored by footballprizes.co.uk, where you can win some fantastic pieces of signed football memorabilia each and every week. And to kick off the season, there is a bumper draw for you West Ham fans, for all of us West Ham fans, in fact. For just £3.95 per ticket, you are in with a chance of winning a signed and framed Declan Rice West Ham shirt, a signed and framed Mark Noble Mr West Ham montage and a winner's choice between either the home or away kit, the brand new Umbro ones for this season. As I said, tickets for that are just £3.95 each. The draw closes at 7.30pm on Thursday night with the winner being drawn an hour later live on Football Prizes Facebook page. There's been some fantastic signed pieces from Tony Cotty, Saeed Benrahma, Jared Bowen, Vladimir Sufau, and in fact, most of the current West Ham squad up for grabs since their launch. So head on over to footballprizes.co.uk to check them out. Sports Social Podcast Network.